The following program, The Inclusive Voice, is sponsored by Diversity MBA Media and to the extent applicable, their guests. The views and opinions expressed therein do not necessarily reflect those of Newsweb Radio Company or its management. Good morning and welcome to the to the Inclusive Voice. This is Pam McElvain, your host. Actually, we're having a bit of technical difficulty. We're going to run to a commercial and we'll be right back right after this. From an industry-leading journal and web publication highlighting professionals and best practices to boot camps and conferences featuring noted and accomplished speakers, Diversity MBA is a driving force in diversity, equity, and inclusion education. But Diversity MBA's education push extends beyond the public realm and into the private sector. Thanks to DMBA, enterprises embarking on their DEI journey have access to training webinars, leadership indexes, and more, all of which can help educate and transform a workforce. Embrace DEI. Diversity MBA can help. Visit www.diversitymbamagazine.com for more information. Okay, here we are. Here we go. It was fixed. Thank you. Thank you, Devin, our program production director. Um, This morning, Pam McElveen, your host of the Inclusive Voice. You know, I was hoping for some sunshine today, maybe later on. But we're excited to be back here with you our first week in December to talk about, you know, what is next? And what people do to continue to keep themselves inspired and creating the next level. And one of the things I will honestly share with you, it is not often we all get to interview and talk to our role models, to the idols that we have and people that we have been able to to watch, grow, create, innovate, and then actually learn from them and create some of that of your own. I am so excited this morning to be able to have this conversation with one of these icons. You know, when I think about tennis, you know, I'm a tennis buff. You know, there's Serena and now Coco. And you hear all these young, great tennis stars who talk about, oh, my goodness, I watched Serena. Now here I am on the stage. Well, I am not Coco, but I can almost say to you, I've watched this particular woman create an incredible legacy that have allowed me to really small, tiny steps within the within the space. So part of what we're able to do with the inclusive voice, as many of you know, is to amplify the diverse voices, right, for guiding principles of what people believe so that they can share and, and while we, yes, we'll talk about some controversy, we really want to celebrate and recognize the work that others are doing because it does happen at the same time with all of the change and the, and the major disruption that's going on. And particularly in the entertainment industry and publishing, which has really changed over the last two decades, so much, so much has happened. And those of us that are in this space that have been able to survive or sustain, not just survive, but to sustain and thrive, you know, have uniquely have done some things and had people to support us, but have to work really hard to make this happen. When I think about you know, just even who I am, you know, publisher, an author, a podcaster, blogger, now radio host, um, columnist as well. I'm like, wow, I still have work and a ways to go to follow in the footsteps of this legend that we're going to be speaking with this morning. And, you're like, and I know you guys are like, who is it, Pam? Who is it? Well, I, I am going to share with you um, who it is. But I just wanted to speak a bit about being able to to recognize and know that people are continuing to build legacy and they are actually innovating within their own spirit and spaces to allow others to say, oh, I too can dream this. I too can achieve this. And we think about what we want to offer 
each other in this space. I mean, it's not about the, the glass half full, but it's really about creating room for others to thrive. And so this morning, we felt it was really appropriate to, to move into the, the, the holiday season. Um, we just had Thanksgiving and now moving into religious holidays and, and Christmas and being able to celebrate. We're in this celebration mode. But to be able to celebrate those that are continuing to champion change, that are continuing to champion for others through the work that they do. So... We have someone that's our very own Chicago-based Hermine Hartman, publisher, legacy, icon, person that has just been tremendous in this space in helping so many people. We get to hear her story and share and having her share with us insights that will just, I think, help us be able to bring the next generation forward. It's really the new age of leadership backed by the foundational leaders that have laid the way. So we're going to go to this commercial break and I'll be right back with you with our guest, um, Hermine Hartman. Feel free, write this down to call in at WCPT 820 AM at 773-763-9278 and we'll be right back with you. Breakthroughs aren't just for medical journals. There to help people hold their grandbabies for the first time. Expertise isn't just for awards or recognition. It can be what gives people the best chance to walk again. At the Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network, people are the driving force behind everything we do. So we never lose sight of what's important. And we never forget who it's for. Because in the end, we're people helping people. That means every breakthrough, every clinical study, every interaction is to help people like you, your family, and your neighbors be the best they can be. We do everything possible because we see everything possible in you. To find out how compassion motivates world-class care, visit Freighter.com. From emails that get no response, to improper billing and shipping, to inventory mistakes, waste can be an expansive, encompassing problem. With a track record of success that includes over $7 billion in successful projects, Bold Business has been helping clients over two decades. Whether you seek to enhance the performance of current anti-waste and waste initiatives, reduce reputational damage in the face of heightened public scrutiny, or simply safeguard cost efficiency, Bold Business has the answers. Check out boldbusiness.com for more information. Welcome back. I'm your host, Pam McElvain, the inclusive voice. With me this morning, I have Ms. Hermaine Hartman, Publisher. Good morning. Good morning, Ms. Pamela. Good how morning. are you? I'm good. And how are you? And how are you keeping I'm yourself wonderful. well these days? <laughs> oh, I'm I'm wonderful. I'm just I'm 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 peachy. I'm fine. I'm excited, and uh, we keep on doing what we do in different you know, different formats. Absolutely. I just, you know, I just love everything you do, follow everything you do. But before we jump into that, um, you know, what what do you do in for both? I'm just really want to talk a couple minutes about self-care, this real talk, you know, in the midst of all of the continuing, you know, disruption and everything that's going on around us. But how do you keep yourself mentally and physically well. What are some of your secrets? So I read, and reading brings a solace and a quiet and I think a mental clarity. Uh, I have books all over, books in the bedroom, books in the living room. I try to read at least 30 minutes to an hour a day. If I'm really reading a book that I might be interviewing the author on, uh, mm-hmm. It takes me probably a week to really read the book ready for interview, and I'll read 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes in the evening. 
and I that that helps me a lot. That's my kind of my mental state stuff. Uh, okay. But in terms of exercise, uh, walking is great. I love Pilates and I love tennis mm. in the in the in the winter. I mean, in the summer because I like playing outside. Uh, those are the things you 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 have to you have to commit. I think that's the secret, Pam. The real secret doesn't matter what you do. Do what you yes. like. Do what makes you feel good. But it's yes. the commitment. It's the commitment, and I struggle with it. I I do it today, and then don't do it tomorrow because our schedules get to be so hectic. Uh, and I'm not going out at five o'clock in the morning. But uh, <laughs> I'm not. I, it's dark. I ain't going out at five o'clock. No, but I'll no, get up I'm, at five no. o'clock. Right, right. And I'll read it no, by the I, block. I, I think... But I think getting that exercise good. in, it's a, yeah. it, it has to be a part of your lifestyle. Yes. Now, I, I brought some things, Pilates, I brought some things home that I do. The stretching, I do. I do that in the morning and at night, you know, just part of my regular routine. But uh, you got to put that self-care in place because it's just so... It's so important, and uh, you know, to to your well-being. Yeah, and thank you for sharing. And I wanted to ask that because you know you are one of these hyper busy people, and you know, and it's and it's good that people hear that you have to be intentional, you have to commit it. And thank you for you know sharing that. Hey, sometimes I don't get to it, but this is what right. I, my intention is for the impact. And I then want. your diet. I think oh, your diet, yes. diet, diet, yes. diet. You gotta watch what you eat. I'm a real nut on fresh food. I want my food yes. to be. I want my stuff to be fresh, and I'm I'm learning more and more every day. I read the I read the cookbooks. I like the uh, you know reading recipes. Uh, there's a wonderful um, new uh, Netflix. Hi, uh, I think it's. High on the hog that talks about food, talks about the the food, yes. the contributions. Have you seen that that black people make? That's very yes. interesting to me because it is interesting. Is it interesting? I learned so much from that. But you know, you gotta you gotta eat right. You gotta exercise right. These are just very basic, fundamental things that you have to do. And, to you know, it's amazing. Yourself. Yeah, you're, we're just, it is just the basic fundamental stuff, right? It, it really is. Yep. And people may have sensationalized yep. it or commercialized it, but it really is. But, you know, you, you're you going strong. Um, you're incredible. I'm excited. Uh, can, can you believe this, uh, Hermine? I am, like, going my third year. We're, we're going into 200-plus shows uh, as, oh, a, as a radio host. And I can't even, I'm like, Oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm doing this. I was able to talk to you about a year and a half ago, and I said, I got to get this superwoman back on our show by herself because you have such an incredible story and you're still doing it in the next oh. level. But before we get into that, I want to, you know, just because there's some folks, we, we are, you know, now internationally streamed, so that don't know oh. who you are. And I want people to know who you are. And so, um, you know, share, share with us a little bit, you know, where you grew up, where you went to school, and then what inspired you to go into publishing? So I grew up South Side Chicago. I'm a South Sider. Uh, and I went to a school called Betsy Ross, and then uh, I went to Wendell Phillips, and I graduated from Jones Commercial. Those were my three schools. I went to Roosevelt University. Uh, I've gone, I've studied at University of Chicago and University of Illinois. Uh, when I went into business, you'll love this. When I went into business, I left the college. I was a city, I was a city college. I was a professor of behavioral sciences. And then I went into administration. Uh, yes. and then, uh, I left higher ed and began to publish a newspaper that is known as Indigo. And in publishing the paper, uh, my light was that black folk were not being covered. We were not being covered correctly. We were being ignored. We were being overlooked. We were being misinterpreted and on and on and on. And I thought, oh, Chicago needs a world-class newspaper 
to talk about black folk, not just to black folk, but to uh, publishing standards for for all to read. Uh, And so that was my mission, and that's what I did. But here's what you'll love. I was in business for maybe two years, and I had a relationship, strategic alliance-type relationship with the Chicago Tribune. And as I was talking to the executives at the Tribune, ongoing conversations, they would say, I would say, how are you today? And they would say, oh, we're not so good today. Stock is down. And then the next day would be, oh, we're great today. Stock is up. It was always the stock that said how you were feeling, right? right? And I was having business conversations, and I was like, you know, I got two master's degrees but I need to go back to school and get immersed into business. So I did. I went back to U of I and got a master's in um, business administration. So so my point being, you know, as life changes, as your career changes, as you move up the ladder in your own development, career development, business development, job development, however you want to look at it, uh, sometimes the education that you have needs to adapt also so that you yeah. can be adequate and uh, at what you do or what your next yeah. steps are so that you can be I was like, ready. Come on, Professor. Yeah. Come on, bring it, Professor. I'm, I'm going to do Professor yeah. Hartman for a minute. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Because so, <laughs> you're absolutely so right. Don't be, right? Don't be afraid yeah. of that. And don't be afraid to say, well, I don't know this as well as I could. Do something yes. about it. Don't don't complain. Do something. So I went back to, uh, I had a wonderful program that was for people like me, was for entrepreneurs uh, at the University of Illinois. And uh, you were your own case study. Very small classes. Oh, I love and, that. And uh, you studied you as well as maybe some of your, you know, fellow classmates. And you studied each other's problems, and you studied each other's practices, and you came up with theory. You know, professor gave you theory uh, of what you might do, and that was one of the best things I, I have done career-wise. Oh, I love that. Oh, my goodness. You, you just, I just got light bulbs going off. Going off. That, that is so incredible. Mm-hmm. And, and you talked to, you know, the, the people talk about continuous learning, continuous improvement, continuous growth, but you actually have done it and continue to do it. And it's really, that is a lifestyle. And people It is a to, lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. I think we have to realize um, we are, the world that we live in now is changing constantly. Uh, On Sundays, I kind of study artificial intelligence. I I stay up on all Mm -hmm. as much as I possibly can on media stuff. But you have to adapt and you have to change. One of the the business tools I think you have to have now, and I try to teach this uh, as I talk to maybe young entrepreneurs, is you've got to learn how to pivot. The business that you started five years ago might not be the business that you have. If someone would have told me, Pam, when I started publishing, I grew my business, I did very well, uh, my distribution was good, my advertising was good, blah, blah, blah. All of those factors of what it takes to make a magazine or a newspaper run were in place and were doing well. But then Mm -hmm. something happened externally to the industry, something called the Internet. And so if you can't pivot, and God knows I've done it, pivot, recreate, re-engineer myself, uh, you've got to learn how to do that and not be afraid of it, not be threatened by it, but roll with it and adopt it. So now in real time, you got to do it in real time. Hold on to the television one. We're going to get to that one a little later. But right, pivoting, I mean, I like you talked about adapting and pivoting. And this is in real time, right? I've been, how how many years have you been an entrepreneur now? How many years did I do what? Have you been an entrepreneur? I didn't hear you. How many years have you been an entrepreneur? Uh, Since 1989. That's when I started Indigo as a newspaper. It's 89. And I printed until 2017. 
2017, I stopped printing. Wow. Uh, it was painful. So painful that I didn't even announce it. I just did it. Uh, and went into, you know, uh, online uh, publishing completely. And, and that's a real, that's a major pivot real time. I had to do that too. Oh so my gosh. 30 years, 34 years, going on yeah. 35 years. And, yeah. you know, th- that's huge. That's significant. You know, I'm like 27 years, I'm behind you. But um, that that's significant. So thank you for sharing. You got to keep up. You got to keep up. You do. Well, we're gonna we're gonna go to commercial break, and we're gonna come right back with our Southside <laughs> Chicago raised and Chicago educated, actually the top tier universities here in Illinois, um, with her Hermine Hartman, and to really hear how she pivoted to not just keep up but to stay ahead. So we'll be right back with you right after this commercial break at UPMC. We believe care goes beyond our walls and into our communities. That's why we support organizations and individuals who help people prosper by giving them skills and training for employment, including right here at UPMC. Because life-changing is providing people a chance to grow. Learn more at upmc.com slash community impact. UPMC, life-changing medicine. From an industry-leading journal and web publication highlighting professionals and best practices to boot camps and conferences featuring noted and accomplished speakers, Diversity MBA is a driving force in diversity, equity, and inclusion education. But Diversity MBA's education push extends beyond the public realm and into the private sector. Thanks to DMBA, enterprises embarking on their DEI journey have access to training webinars, leadership indexes, and more, all of which can help educate and transform a workforce. Embrace DEI. Diversity MBA can help. Visit www.diversitymbamagazine.com for more information. Thank you. I hope those of you have just joined us. I'm Pam McElvain, your host of the Inclusive Voice here, the legendary Hermine Hartman, president, publisher, and CEO of the Hartman Publishing Group. Please feel free to call in at 773-763-9278. Any questions or comments you'd like to share? So, Hermine, before we get into, like, today, you know, Share a little bit, uh, go back a little bit. You talked about um, strategic partnership with Chicago Tribune, but what was it like? What was this experience like as a black woman to, to actually go in to media and have your own paper? And how has it changed or how much has it changed today in, in terms of being able to have that black experience show up? Uh. Publishing is a tough business. Uh, There are four parts to publishing. We see the glamour part on television, and that is editorial, and the writing, and the interviewing, and that's the glamour of the business. But then you have the administration of the business, you have the marketing of the business, and the advertising. But then you got this big factor, the elephant in the room is called distribution. You gotta get that product on the street, you gotta get it out. That is not a woman's business. That's a tough business and it is male, male and male. But you gotta do it, you gotta conquer it and you gotta learn it. And I wanted Indigo not to be a black newspaper. I wanted us to be a newspaper in Chicago. And so Indigo was all over. It was everywhere, north side, west side. And it was in the beauty shop and in the grocery store and at the gym and at church. That was something that I did that was, quote, revolutionary. I put my newspaper at church, and people told me it won't work and you shouldn't do that and People don't read newspapers in church. For me, it was the best thing that I could have done. What you have to do, Pam, is go where your customer is. And being unorthodox is okay. Being innovative is okay. 
we're living in that kind of world now where new is the thing, new is the thing to do. And uh, you've got to be able to try things, to try new things out. I was always told by the experts, the pros, the counselors that I went to, this is what I want to do. I was always going for that advice uh, that I was going to do this, that, or the other. And everybody said, nobody's coming. It won't happen. Don't do it. And those elements that I did that nobody agreed with were the best elements for me. You might remember, uh, and I'm going to do this again, uh, Melody Spann and I uh, co-ventured on something called the Business Breakfast. And we would bring in business people or authors, and we would talk business to a crowd. And the first, our first step out, you know, we were we were highly criticized, Uh, but it was five hundred people in the room. And then the next year, (laughs) in the room, and next year was twelve hundred people in the room. And then we got up to fifteen hundred people in the room. So my point being, when you see something that you want to do that is in you to do it, and you see it's your vision, don't let others stop you from doing it. Because they didn't do it doesn't mean you can't do it. Sometimes it's all about timing in the, in the business that we're in. This is a business yes. about timing. And so sometimes your timing can be perfect. Sometimes your timing can be off. But your audience will tell you that. People will tell you that. If they don't show up, then, hey, you had a bad idea. But if they show up, you had a good idea, and you should grow it. You should nurture it. And and so what – thank you for that incredible wisdom. What So what did you – you know, what was the, 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 the major barrier for distribution that you had to break through? And, and did partnering with the Chicago Tribune help at all, or – did you have to do some, yeah. some very different strategies? Mm-hmm. Uh, the answer to that is yes on both accounts. Yes, they helped me tremendously because what they what they I went to the newspaper school. That was my newspaper degree. Uh, they okay. are the best, <laughs> I think, in publishing. Uh, but as a black woman, they did not know black. They did not know black market. Right. They were trying to learn it, but they didn't know it. Uh, that's number one. Number two, there's some things that you do in a large business that you can't do in a small business. Uh, let me give you an example. Uh, they funded me. I had funding dollars, and I had a small office. And at the uh, one of the one of my coaches said that I should buy a fifty thousand dollar rug for my office, and I said, oh, no, 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 there's no way I could put $50,000 into a rug. You must be crazy. The office I had, I had a good deal in an office. It was somebody who had downsized, and they didn't need the entire space that they had, and so they rented to me. Well, that came. the office came equipped with desks and carpet and it was ready to go. I had to bring in computers and that was in chairs and that was pretty much it. So to buy a fifty thousand dollar rug was in, that was that was insanity to me. Well the they were looking at you should buy a fifty thousand dollar rug because for them as a big business that's a write off. For me fifty thousand dollars that was like monumental. I'm looking at rent. I'm looking at payroll. I'm looking at printing. I'm yes. looking at this six months worth of, uh, <laughs> of uh, expense for me. And we got into big arguments about it. And eventually, the it went to the top. It went to the, the the head of the organization. And I was saying, "Do you all realize I'm a small business?" The other thing I did that they criticized me for is I had money that I saved. I put money away that I would not spend until a rainy day, until it was an emergency. And they were saying, you can't save money like that. And I said, yes, you can, because you don't know what might happen. And they were like, well, what do you think is going to happen? And I said, I don't know. It should be an emergency, but I'm going to be prepared (laughs) for it. We got, these were some great, 
business arguments, if you will, uh, my way of doing business, but not theirs. And guess what, Pam? Years later, it's a relationship that I've maintained with the people that, you know, helped me. But what we went back one day, and this is when the newspaper industry had taken a dive, and it was like, Hermine, you know, all those things we argued about, and I said, mm-hmm. And uh-huh. he said, well, here, here we are. Here we are. And you, yeah, and you know here we are. Here we are together. Yeah. Here we are yeah. together. And some of those principles that I was talking about, you all now see what I was talking about. So someone mm-hmm. certainly broke into my office. I had a, I had a staff. I had some, but I had money where I could go buy some new computers. Mm-hmm. And I had insurance, you know, blah, blah. But yes, those are right. basic things. And I think it's a, it was, a for me, it might have been a small business thinking up against a corporate thinking. But yes. I didn't move off my, off my point. And it worked for me. Yeah, but you know what? Not just for you. That that that's a major strategy for small businesses. That you know, whether yes. you want to call it reserve, whatever you want to call, where you put that nest egg for the rainy day. I mean, and that's some of the things. You know, I hate to say it, that small businesses don't do well. They are, it's if right. you will, paycheck to pay or payroll to payroll. Right? <laughs> I mean, let's just be real. Those cash flows. Those emergencies are very real issues. So we're we're thinking about that a lot closer. And and you know you right. you were just you were just being real, and and larger organizations just don't think of it that that way. And CFOs don't talk to their CEOs that way, right? So that's right. And they don't have they don't have they prepare for rainy days in another way. But as a small business, back to the point of pivot, you've got to think on your feet and actually you think quick. Actually, they don't prepare for, I don't even think they prepare for it. They react to it, and their major react to it is the, is the reduction in people. And for us, we tend to want to keep the people. But large keep organizations, the their largest spin is to reduce the people, is to reduce their workforce. And so so that's their rainy day bank accounts. I mean, that's the that's reality right. of that. We can get into that later. So that thank you for that. That was that was really good story. And you know, you're used to being. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna boast you up a little bit more. But you're used to being the first. I mean, not only were you a professor, but you were one of the first female, probably the first African American, maybe vice chancellor in the city the city colleges of Chicago. No, I was the first woman. I was first the first woman. woman. And okay. let me tell you, as we talk about business. I am so happy that my life was had the steps in it that it did. Meaning mm-hmm. that because I was a vice chancellor, we had I had eight schools, eight colleges that I was, you know, responsible for right. uh mm-hmm. from marketing. But what that meant, Pam, was budget, planning, leadership, staffing, development. It, it meant all of that. And those are things that you carry into business uh, with you. So um, uh, that was important for me, and I'm glad I had had that administrative experience as opposed to just being green, learning everything from yes. an, as an entrepreneur, because entrepreneurship is hard. I mean, you know, you, you might have a great a great year this year, but next year might not be so good, but, and you might need to Come do on. product development. You might need to stop doing yes. what you're doing and do it a different way. Those are all things that, you, you know, that just come into play naturally yes. as an entrepreneur. And you've got to have, you've got to see, I always try to stay a step ahead. What do I mean by that? Uh, the Internet caught me off guard, meaning that uh, this is a great example. The Tribune owned uh, online. Do you remember online? Uh, I do. I do. But I like my heart over. I love. I, I do too. I still. I read four papers every every morning. I don't walk out the house and go. I read my papers, so I'm still. But online 
caught news media, caught newspapers off guard. Because one day we look up, he's getting the news. We didn't yes. know how to deal with it. So it was just, okay, so we're going to put the paper online. Then we didn't know what to do with the advertising revenue. Do we just, is yes. it an add-on? Is it a, is, a, is it a special? Is it a, is it a sponsor? And how much do you charge for it? And we're going to bonus it. We were going through, all of us, big, small, medium-sized, we were all going through those discussions and trying to yes. figure it out. I said to myself, after we figured it out and after news, so many newspapers and magazines began to you know, cease publishing, is I will never be caught off guard again. I will always stay on the forefront. And I've done yes. that because you have to study your business. Not your yes. business of your day-to-day -day operation, but your industry and trends. And that, I think that's even more so today than ever before. And if you don't it believe is. that, ask IBM, yes. where did Apple <laughs> come from? Okay, you don't believe yeah. that? Go ask Sears Roebuck, where did Walmart come from? You know, and, and go don't ask believe everybody, that. where did Amazon come from? There okay. you go. Where go go ask the car yeah. industry, where did the electric car come from? So I mean That's you right. gotta watch these things because yes. uh they they impact and they influence uh your your business. You know, ten you years know. from now, Pam, we we might not know what a what a car uh, what a what a what a car with gas is. We, no, we, we might not know. know what that is. Mm -hmm. You're right, and, yeah. and you know what was amazing? I didn't know this at the time, but we had an opportunity to partner with um, an online um, digital organization that was launching a new product. So we were distributing online before it was popular. And we were doing close to a million uh, distributions online, but we didn't know what we had, though. So just just to your point, we literally were ahead of the game, and I should have had advertisers just, which I did, but really just stupid. But because I still didn't know the impact of the Internet, but we were doing online distribution because I was partnering with the startup that was creating the e-flip of the publications and so on and so forth, which is now just so it's amazing in terms of, you know, where you may be and where you sit and not understand. So you have to be intentional of staying ahead and learning. And I like your story on transferable skills. And that's the other thing. I talked to a lot of people about that. They, 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 they get a lesson and they learn and, they, and they're like, you know, I have to go into this other industry, but now I have to learn all over. And I'm like, think about what you already know. You know, That's what right. are you good at? And, and being able to transition those. And you're right, as chancellor, oh my goodness, just that learning and exposure and that experience was incredible. Well, we're going to take a commercial break and we're going to come back and now talk about Herming Hartman Publishing today. Talk about the group today, what that looks like, and what this innovative leader has been able to continue to grow with us. Feel free to call in at 773-763-9278, and we'll be back right back with you. At UPMC, we believe care goes beyond our walls and into our communities. That's why we support organizations and individuals who help people prosper by giving them skills and training for employment, including right here at UPMC. Because life-changing is providing people a chance to grow. Learn more at upmc.com slash community impact. UPMC, life-changing medicine. Don't let the tight labor market get in the way of your company's success. Open your mind to new ideas and open your enterprise to new workforce solutions. With Bold Business, companies can leverage extensive global assets and a lengthy track record of success in reducing labor costs. Don't let borders get in the way of giving your company the best possible workforce. For remote positions, Bold Business can save clients up to 30 to 50% with skilled and experienced candidates from a global talent pool. Head to boldbusiness.com for more information. I hope those of you are still with us and those of you that are just now joining us. I'm Pam McElvain, your host of the Inclusive Voices. Uh, I was going to say this chilly 
chilled Saturday morning here with the legendary Hermine Hartman, publisher, author, columnist, political pundit, social commentator, podcaster, and television talk show host. I just gave away the next <laughs> this morning. Isn't that amazing when you hear yourself describe like that? You're like, oh, did I do all that? Yes, you have. <laughs> And so here, you know, here you are. I can't, I did magazines, right? I can't even imagine the day-to-day of a paper. I mean, and, and just let me, I'll just tell you, uh, Hermine, you did a full-page ad for me um, when we were publishing Black MBA and Hispanic MBA. I don't, I don't know where that generosity came from, but I still have my full-page ad that <laughs> you were featuring this little publisher uh, association publisher, um, my hard copy that I kept. I was so proud of it. And um, so thank you for, you know, that first opportunity because you are a major mag paper. And again, I can't imagine. I, I mean, I'm doing monthly, so I can't even imagine <laughs> uh, the, the daily grind of what it takes to do a newspaper. But let me ask you this really quickly before we go into the next. So wasn't the, uh, so you're coming out when there was the, um, the black papers, like the Defender and um, uh, I think there was another one. But so they were there, but you were coming out. Were you, were the, was the difference for you is that you were this more lifestyle kind of yeah. uh, sexy publication, I mean, newspaper yeah. versus hard and hard news, too, because you do have hard news, because uh, you were out with at the time that they were out, but yet so, you still found the gap, even though they existed. I was innovative and new and different, and they hated me. Uh, my Let's new- go there. <laughs> yeah, they, they hated me. Because uh, I was new, and it was like, who do you think you are, and what do you think you're doing? So my concept was MAGA paper. Yes. M-A-G-A, MAGA mm-hmm. paper, which was yes. a hybrid between magazine and newspaper. So I was thinking like a magazine and printing like a newspaper. That's what it meant, MAGA yes. Paper, not mega, mega. Everybody MAGA. said mega. So, mega so that was, was in the game, right? Yeah, so you were ahead of the game. You were ahead of them because not a lot of newspapers oh, yeah. were doing the mag piece yet. Not big That's time right. anyway. Okay. Right. I started that. And so own I it. wanted to own it. something <laughs> on it that looked like a magazine, yes. but was but felt like a newspaper because newspapers, as you know, are cheaper to print. So that was the philosophy and the thinking there. But I wanted to do lifestyle. I wanted to show what just wasn't seen for us. You did not see a profile on a business person or a school teacher or a principal. You didn't see those. They weren't on the cover of magazines. And that was my twist, if you will. You didn't see us in fashion. You didn't see us where our parties were. You didn't see that. And that's what I wanted to include is the lifestyle that I knew that we lived that was totally ignored by major mainstream papers. But the black newspapers were ignoring it, too. So I studied, Pam. I didn't jump out and just do a newspaper. I studied industry for a year. And what my experience at City College was, was this. When I went to advertise, I was I placed advertising. And when I went to advertise for my students, there was a gap. I was, when I was at City College, when I came in to do, you know, uh, communications, uh, the, the, the highlight of advertising was a full page in the Chicago Tribune. And you would say yes. classes are beginning on this date and at these schools, and this is when you can go and register. No texture, no lifestyle, no course description, da-da-da-da-da. And I changed all of that and did marketing. I marketed City College like you market Coca-Cola. You should, you should come, and this is why. And so mm-hmm. uh, that was real change. That was, that was real change. I called it educational media 
You got to tell people yeah. why they got to go to school. You don't tell them yes. to go to school. You tell, you tell me why, and then you tell me what I can take, and then you tell me when I can come, and then you tell me how much, and then you tell me how long the course is. So you kind of, it's marketing. It's just basic marketing. And I did that for City College. So I was looking for the student that I have in this classroom and the student that they're marketing for. These are different people. I wanted the black students. I wanted some Hispanic students. That's who was in our classroom, and I began to market to them. And, of course, yes. we grew. I grew by one year. I grew by 25%. The student that's population, which was, which was huge. Oh, that was my God. I, was, oh, I, went, from being a, I went from being an so, idiot to a genius in a year. And, well, I was an idiot when I was lot. trying to do all of that. And then I became a genius when that enrollment went up. So all of that to say I had studied newspapers in another way, and what I did, uh, my drastic marketing change was Mm -hmm. I took out full-page ads in all of the community black newspapers. I don't know whether you know this or not, but at one time Chicago had more community newspapers than any other city in the country. I so didn't notice they had a lot. They had a lot. Yeah. I didn't notice. I didn't compare to the other, you know, I wasn't in the business. Every but community. definitely every had a lot. We had a newspaper. Yeah, we had a lot. Every community had a newspaper. Had its very own. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and I remember, you know, I, I remember the impact of you. I would get, and then we're going to go into, I want to talk about a little bit today before we, before we leave. But I remember having Indigo and The Reader. Those were my yeah, communities. And- Paper. Those, those are the those. two that I felt gave me what I needed in Chicago. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You, do, you knew what to do for the week, right? Or I, was I, I did. To what to we, knew exactly, we knew exactly. And I've been here 27 years, so we knew exactly what to do for the week. But so how, <laughs> and I know we only have like about, where, let, before we forget this, where can people go to subscribe to Indigo Digital today? Go to indigo.com and something pops up and, and, and will tell you to uh, add your email to the list. And you will get it on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Just go to indigo.com. Indigo is N-D-I-G-O.com. Yes, and that's great. I love it popping up. I love this hot topic you do, too. It's popping up. Thank I'm going to have to be one of them hot topics one of these days. So uh, <laughs> how did you go from now, you know, now you're in, in television celebrating five years, you know, Emmy nominated. So so another very hard <laughs> industry. What made you, and I, and I know you did your research, you did your research because you shared that you studied on it, but what made you decide to take this leap um, to, to where you are today? And how, and, you know, and, and what is your vision um, to continue the, the show? So I wanted to stay in media. Newspaper uh, money was not nearly the same as it had been. There had been some real, real change. Uh, Internet money is not what newspaper money was. And uh, I was struggling. And it was, I kind of set myself down and said, okay, we're going to stay in media. You've got to figure out what you're going to do. As you may know, Pam, my entry into media was with television. I was a television producer at CBS, uh, Warner Sondra, oh, okay. uh, Common yes. Ground, and I was I was his producer. So I just put my thinking cap on and surveyed the marketplace, and once again, I found there are a lot of our stories that are not told. A lot of our stories don't get on TV. A lot of our uh, conversations uh, need to be televised. And so I started a television program called Indigo Studio five years ago, and it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the replica of a newspaper of the newspaper that I did on television. Actually, uh, you know, obviously with some with some twists and turns, uh, yeah. and so that's how I started television. Uh, we're on NBC. Uh, I went to NBC and said, "Hey, I got a I got a great idea." <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so they yeah, said, oh, yeah. let's see what you got. Uh, yeah. And uh, we're on Channel 25, and we just got some good news on yesterday. Channel 25, we're on Mondays at 8 p.m., and they just increased our visibility by 
putting us on as of this week, Wednesday at 5.30 and Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. Again, Oh, that's media, huge. Congratulations. Isn't that, it's wonderful. That means another 800,000 people get a chance to see us. And so I'm very yes. happy and thrilled about that. And uh, next year, uh, I think we go national. We become a national. That, that is so incredible. And I, I like the, the different spin that you bring to the show. Um, mm-hmm. It's And you just said it. I think you described it. You said this is a live newspaper because it's so much more meaningful. I mean, I'm not saying that the other shows aren't meaningful, but yours is, is definitely, it, it feels like news, but yet it feels, you know, it feels fun. You make it fun. But um, but it's informative, and sometimes you yeah. know some of the talk shows they're they're informative, but they're not necessarily what I want to hear. <laughs> if you know what I mean, so we're trying to so inform, really, inspire, and empower. That's, yes, that's, yes, and I like and I, I like the way you, yeah I like the way you do that. Well, we're gonna have to. Um, I want to one say congratulate you um, out loud. You know, for everybody to hear, I mean, you are truly one of the legends and legacies that have not only been here in Chicago, but nationally. And we have to be able to say, celebrate you and say, well done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so so much. much Thank you. You've done. So we're we're going to collaborate. We want to get the TV show, the mag and get all that stuff out there and in our distribution market. So people beyond African-Americans, because we're in a world today that everybody has to appreciate all differences and respect human equity and mankind, because we're all in this together. And thank Absolutely. you. Thank you. you do thank you, Pam. Thank you much. Thank you. Okay, happy I'm holidays. Not- and bye-bye. No, and happy holidays to you as well. So Indigo, N-D-I-G-O dot com for more information and and to learn and stay a part of the current events on television as well. NBC, Channel 5 is right now, Mondays at 8 p.m. I mean, Channel 25, Mondays at 8 p.m. and Wednesdays at 5.30 p.m. And we will be back with you next week. Join us. I'm Pam, your host on The Inclusive Voice.